Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I speak to private wealth advisor Rocco Carrero. Welcome to the show, man. Jason, thank you for having me on. Cool. And today we're going to discuss how business owners can use the three chords concept to achieve their financial goals. Uh, so from what I understand, for 20 years, you've been advising uh, business owners and entrepreneurs with wealth management. What kind of stuff do you see, just to get things kicked off, one of the main things that entrepreneurs come to you because they need help with wealth management, what's like the mistake they're making or the challenge they're facing? Well, you know, the, the concept of the three chords was created after working with business owners for business owners, CEOs, entrepreneurs for over 20 years. And I saw that um, the, that particular segment of the population had three core focuses in their life. They were very focused on, on their businesses. They were focused on their families and they were focused on themselves. And, um, and those are the, you know, the, the, that's what I kind of saw uh, that, they, that, that these guys and gals were kind of focused on, but they may not have been successful in all three areas, but they were aware of all three areas. And when one of the three areas go out of whack is usually when it causes lots of problems throughout all of the areas that we just mentioned. So all three are critically important for uh, real true wealth and success. It sounds like a stool, you know, a stool, a bar stool or whatnot has three pegs and if one of them falls or a tripod for a camera, if one of them falls and the camera falls over. So you need all three tripod legs to be standing. So what, what are, what are some of the ways you can mitigate the risks associated with one of those legs falling apart? Like what are some of the things you do? You know, a, a lot of times, uh, you know, we, we all think about the word balance and there is no way to perfectly balance all three areas of the three chord. But you got to focus on them one at a time. So when you're focused on your work and you're growing your company, you make sure you're, you're doing that 110% when you're with your family, doing that 110%. And, and of course, you know, you need to make sure that you're paying attention to yourself, your health, and your own personal well-being. You know, because if, um, you know, if you're trying to balance them, all three of them equally at the same time, you're not going to be productive in any one of the three areas. You got to basically be able to focus on all three at different times, but you got to hit all three. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for, I don't know, 20, 30 years at this point. So I've gone through my own challenges of balancing the three. Uh, there have been stints where I've been working, you know, 16 hour days, seven days a week, and I was neglecting my health or neglecting my friends and family. And I know a lot of people that have done the same. And that's a recipe for burnout. It's a recipe for disaster. You're going to fail. And when there's not, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people out there kind of telling you, oh, well, you have to meditate and you have to do yoga and you have to exercise and you have to go play golf or go do something that you like that's taking you away from your business to kind of reset. But like you said, it's hard to balance. So how does somebody who needs to be a part of the business and needs to manage the business, maybe employees also, how do they do that? disconnection from the business, but still not letting it fall apart while you're taking care of yourself or taking care of your family. I mean, this is, this is tough, right? I mean, it's tough. And, um, and it's the, the secret, the secret to it is having a model calendar. It's going to sound really boring, but what a model calendar, it's really, you know, like, okay, everybody knows that it's a calendar, but having a model calendar allows you to put on your calendar the most critical, important parts of your life. So whether it's 
your family time, your business time, when you see your clients, when you work with your team members, you train your staff, um, you make sure that you, you know, that you're going to see the doctors for yourself. And if you you don't put it on the calendar, you're not making it happen. Are you breaking it up by like by hour or what, what's your recommendation? My recommendation is that you look at the calendar on an annual basis and oh, annual, um, a whole year. Looking at it from a whole year perspective. Wow. And so it's like a macro a, view. Macro, starting with the macro view. So understanding what are the, you know, what are your must do? So the term must do is referred to as if I did those must do's, I would not fail. So if you make sure that January you set up your dentist appointments, doctor's appointments, everything that you need to make sure to take care of yourself medically, mm-hmm. you schedule, you pre-schedule them for the year, you get that out of the way if that goes on your calendar. And it, that it, there are certain other things that you could do, whether it's with your friends or your kids or your spouse, that you can, you can preset a lot of the stuff on your calendar. Get-togethers, vacations, things like that. Yeah, because you, you need to put the important stuff on the calendar first because if you don't put it on the calendar first then the whirlwind comes into your life and you get hijacked and your doctor's appointments that could wait um movie night with your wife that could wait um you know having that that special team get together dinner that could wait so if you put all these things on your calendar on the beginning part of the onset and you don't let other people hijack your calendar that's how you make it happen and is it going to happen 100% of the time? No. But by putting it on your calendar, I would say that 85 to 90% of the things that you have on your calendar will actually happen. I agree 100% because I, I live off my calendar. And I know so many people who don't. And they're always late. They always forget things. They're always fumbling. They always say they're too busy. And I'm like, uh, how do you have your life organized? <laughs> Not using a calendar. So I, I totally agree with that. Now, when it comes to, I guess, task management, right, for, for your business, um, you know, you have your doctor's appointments, you have your family get-togethers, you have all your stuff planned out, but now you have to take care of the, the part that's going to be able to fuel that lifestyle, right, is your business. How do you manage the variety of tasks, employees, projects in a way that still allows for that personal time? But you got it. You know, I work again. You know, I'm a, I'm a CEO and I operate my own business with my own team of people here at my office. And um, and what I saw was the CEOs that pre-scheduled their quarterly team offsites, that they had regular uh, team meetings with their uh, with their their salespeople, where they had regular meetings with their support team people. You got to be visible. You got to be in front of the people. That's all really important. And you could, you know, you, you could do that between, you know, you know, between like a lot of the family type stuff probably is not going to come up between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. So it gives you plenty of time to build in those important meetings and the important must do's that drive the success of your business, right? You got to grow, you got to grow revenue, right? If you're not growing revenue, then you're going backwards. You got to, you got to have a great, uh, team, team support group around you. You want to have the best people on your bus and those people need you. So as a leader, if you're not providing them leadership, um, they're probably working for you because they're seeking leadership. So if you're not providing right. the leadership, they're going to leave where you are and they're going to go to an organization that does have quality leadership they can align with. Makes Super sense. important. That makes a lot of sense. 
And um, I noticed you have, uh, at least your practice has over $750 million in assets under management. So tell me a little bit about financial goal planning for entrepreneurs. I mean, a lot of people don't have retirement plans. They, they, they're just kind of living paycheck to paycheck or their business is earning enough to keep the, the wheels turning. But how do you help an entrepreneur or what would you tell an entrepreneur or a business owner? Here's how you can plan for the next 20, 30 years. You know, there are different, different, you know, uh, there, there are different time frames that business owners kind of represent. You've got the startup business owner, you've got like the intermediate person that's kind of like halfway through, and then you've got late stage business owners. So the, the first thing I'll tell the, the early stage business owner, somebody that's just getting into it is to kind of follow the premises of making sure that you carve off a couple dollars, a couple, couple pennies from every dollar and you, you bag that. You got to put that money away for yourself because if you don't, You'll end up by paying everybody else besides yourself. So as a business owner, you know, you could start with two pennies of every dollar that goes to a separate account. You got you got to force yourself with saving. I'll give you a quick, quick story here on that um, big restaurant company that uh, we met with the company places doing five million in business. He's saving ten thousand bucks a year. I'm like, so you're grossing five million. You're saving ten thousand dollars a year. That's like you, you, you're 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 not even you know you're you're keeping like fractions of a penny. This is this is ridiculous. I'm yeah. like to, to the point where I'm like you're actually better off working at a deli making egg sandwiches, get twenty five bucks an hour. You're going to make more money. So <laughs> he's not thinking about the concept of, of, of carving off some money for himself. Then you've got like the immediate the, the intermediate somebody that's halfway through where they're they're saving but they're really not maximizing. You're still putting a lot of money back into the business. They could be taking more money out for themselves, but they're not. That's another type of business owner that we, we see. And then you get the late stage business owner that kind of is like thinking about getting out of the business. How do they position themselves for sale? And what do, and what's life like after the sale of the business? What do they do if they come up to a lump sum of money, five or 10 million or $20 million? What do they do with those funds? And how do they allocate that? And how do they live off of those dollars for the rest of their life? They're, those, that group is used to working 40 years collecting a business paycheck, but how do they collect a paycheck from the portfolio? So we yeah. work with those people as well. They'll have to earn interest, I guess, and live off the dividends or whatnot from their stocks or their IRA or whatnot so that they can survive in, in their it's in retirement. The in the book, I, I illustrate the four different quadrants, right? I illustrate the quadrant of portfolio income. And this is a pension th- security and- Three chords of uh, the three chords approach to life and wealth management for business owners available on Amazon, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, and so we illustrate the four, you know, social security income, income that might come from real estate, income that comes from portfolios, and income that might come from consulting or other things that a business owner might choose to do. But very important to have multiple sources of income in retirement. Yes, those require some additional work. You might be managing some properties, you might be having a little consulting business. But I think it's really good and healthy for business owners to continue to do something even after they've sold their company or they've decided to kind of retire. I think it's really, really good for people well, to do that. And you mentioned it might be a little extra work for a retiree, right? But from what I'm reading, retirees, when they finally retire, like they officially, fin- you know, they quit their job and they are now laying on a beach somewhere with their wife or, or whatnot, they're bored. They, 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 they look around and they're like, well, what am I going to do today? Like, what do I have to do? So it's, I think retirement, especially when it comes to financial planning, it's not just 
planning for how to use the funds or will I have enough to survive for the 20, 30, 40 years that I'm going to live? But also that's a couple decades of time that I now have at my disposal. So I believe that that's a huge part of it as well. Uh, do you agree with that? I agree with that. Um, I would, the person I was just with prior to coming here playing golf this morning. So he's a client, a great friend, sold his company. Um, he's still staying on in, in some type of a consulting arrangement. But the consulting arrangement uh, was possibly going to end. And I think he was saying to himself, what the heck am I going to do with all this, with, with all my time? And so I think Keep he consulting. <laughs> that they uh, that they extended the agreement. Um, Keep and, consulting, uh, man. And he still has a lot to offer, right? He still has a lot to offer. Super talented, forty-something years of experience. You can't, you do not, you know. Um, if throw you just the, hang throw that, throw up, that all away, yeah. Hanging that up is like you know the applause is coming to an end and the show is over. Not not a good uh, not a good thing. Well, that's just like you know, for example, Paul McCartney, one of the Beatles, right? I mean, he's like seventy-something and he's still performing. Like he could have stopped at fifty, sixty years old, but he's you know what are you going to do? You can't. To stop, because then what are you going to do? You know, and um, you, you mentioned uh, people with large millions of dollars at the end of their business sale or whatnot. Do you think a lot of these people aren't putting away enough money? You said ten thousand dollars a year from a five million dollar business was your example from a restaurant. Do you think he's not putting enough away because he has a, a lifestyle where he's spending all of that money? Is that really what you're finding? Is the lifestyle is too expensive and they're not putting away enough? For some people, that is correct. Um, okay. And so you got to get a handle on that early on because if you don't get a handle on that early on, it, it becomes a, a problem even later on. And then you get kind of trapped into that you can't get out of the business because you need the business to fund your lifestyle. And so that, you know, the, the, one of the purposes of a business is to, right, everybody goes into the, their own business for the idea of financial independence, right? And a lot of business owners don't. A lot. They don't create their own financial independence, so they get kind of stuck in there. So doing financial planning like we do for people all along the way helps those people to make work optional, right? Make running the company optional at some point. And, uh, and you know, so business owners are notoriously, um, uh, you know, we, we see this a lot where business owners don't necessarily pay attention to the, their themselves uh, as far as, the saving and the investment they should be doing. They're taking a great income from their business, but they're not putting enough away so they become kind of like a prisoner of that business, which isn't which isn't good. That's that's the case with that restaurant person I was telling you about. Makes sense. So check out Rocco's book, Three Chords Approach to Life and Wealth Management for Business Owners. Rocco's gonna talk about the, the three chords, which is self, family, and business. Um, which is going to help you manage uh, your financial independence. And where can people find out more about you and and anything that you guys provide? Um, sure. Well, we have a website. You can go to uh, Rocco. That's R O C C O middle initial A last name Carrero C A R R I E R O dot com. And you can go on the Three Chords website. And there's articles on there. There's a blog. A lot of great, helpful, useful tools. There's even a quiz. Um, nice. And uh, so enjoy it. And I hope everybody gets something out of today's call and retrieves, which really does do achieve um, true wealth in their life. Awesome, Rocco. Thanks so much for coming. This was really great. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And as always, we'll see you in the next episode. 
Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.